Welcome to Nintendo Dispatch, your weekly Nintendo podcast covering all things from the world of Pokemon. I'm Christina. (laughs) And I am Michael. Hey. Hello. So before we get into Pokemon information and details and fun stuff, there's a birthday this week. There is a birthday. This There's a couple birthdays this week. <laughs> well, the only one that matters is Mine. on March, March 3rd. It is Michael's birthday. <laughs> so advanced happy birthday to you. Thank you. But thank also, you. Well, actually, it's it's post happy birthday for the people listening. I guess that's true. Very true. So yeah, we record a, on time Sundays. Warp. Just, just, just a reminder so people yes. know. <laughs> so I never actually get to hear happy birthday on my birthday because you're saying it early <clears throat> and then the podcast comes out late. So my birthday just will be passed right over. That's okay. I'll still make sure I say happy birthday to you. And hey, everybody, why don't you tweet at him? It's a little belated, but I'm sure he would love to see it. Just tweet yeah. at us. Yeah. I, I don't I don't hate that. <laughs> but you also share your birthday with the Switch. I do. I you know. Do. It, I was, it was very big of me to make it a shared birthday, but yeah. I decided to share it with Nintendo. So it, Nintendo Switch <laughs> turns three. It was released March 3rd, 2017. I'm a little older than the Nintendo Switch, but that's okay. And uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a pretty big day. The three three whole years. I thought it would be kind of fun to just chat about, you know, do you have as somebody that wasn't really a huge Nintendo, like it wasn't a, as big of a part of I think your your like gaming experience. Um mm-hmm. Like what? Some fond Switch memories. Like what is maybe your favorite game? Because right now you're playing one. You've you've played one of the heavy hitters already with Zelda, mm-hmm. and now you're playing kind of arguably the other heavy hitter in the entire Switch lineup. And I just wanted to hear some of your your thoughts on the Switch. Let's let's reminisce. Well, I would say probably my favorite, like the number one thing I think of when you talk about the Switch coming out, and then the first thing I did when I got my Switch, I played Stardew Valley in my bed for probably like five hours at a time. And that's like the best, like if I can play video games in my bed that are that like quality, I I love it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you're right. So before the Switch, and I, I wasn't much of a console gamer until just like a couple of years ago. I didn't have like, didn't really play much in the Xbox or anything. So I played mostly on PC. So even still now, there, there will be times where, and I, I've told you about this, Michael, how I just the controls themselves I'm still getting used to. And like, there will be times where you would watch me play a game or something and be like, you know, you can move your camera, right? (laughs) (laughs) So I have moments like that, but I mean, that hasn't really impacted how much I love my switch. I mean, I don't really have anything negative to say about it. I'm enjoying it. I'm happy that, you know, three years in, I'm still loving it. So, and you seem to be still loving yours. So Yes, I I, I can definitely say, you know, as much as I still from time to time go back to my Xbox to play like Modern Warfare or, you know, when Cyberpunk comes out, that's going to be a huge one for me. And I'll be back on my (laughs) Xbox for that. And, And I'll continue to support, you know, other consoles. But I will say, you know. The Switch is is my favorite. It's my go to if I could get everything on it. I that and it, and it plays well. That's that's the thing, right? You, we obviously make compromises yeah. for the Switch sometimes, but if I can get any game on it and it plays well, I would be very happy because I travel a lot and with work and just even just being able to be mobile in the house and say, like you said, lay in bed and play it or just whatever. Yeah. I it, I like that ability and it's and it's something where. Um, you didn't, 
it was always kind of the dream, but you didn't realize how important that was until after. And a lot of the people that I, I talk to that have Switch or that, that like Switch, that's one of the big things for them is the the mobility of it and the ability mm-hmm. to go anywhere you want and play a game that you could easily put on the on the TV and play it and have the same exact experience. It's not a yeah. it's not a like um you know, a lesser game. It's not a it's the same game. And I think that's such a great, great uh, experience and just something that's so nice to have that it just really, really means a lot. And I and I remember and I we've talked about it on the podcast uh, maybe maybe on the two year anniversary, but I remember Mont had got his and he bought several, you know, as he does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he was like, oh, "Do you, do you want one?" I, I said, "I don't know, man. I I, I don't really." I'm I remember sure you were pretty I, skeptical about it. I was pretty skeptical because yeah. I didn't like the Wii U mm-hmm. and I thought it was too gimmicky. And I didn't like the Wii either. I, I just didn't like – it got into too much gimmick territory with the motion yeah. controls and stuff for me. And when I started seeing them, initially, that's kind of what they were talking about with the Joy-Cons. Oh, you could take it off because 1-2 Switch was like all about the Joy-Cons and you could do this, you could <laughs> do that. And uh-huh. to me, I was just like oh, – man, I really don't want to get back into this gimmick of these motion controls. And so I was really, really on the fence about it. And, you know, as as the day got closer, I, I just said, you know what? Let, all right, let's get it. I, w- I want it. And he sent it to me. And, and I, I, I can't say that I was um, more surprised and enjoyed it more. And, and putting in Zelda and playing Zelda for hours and hours and hours on the go it it was just such a great experience and i am <laughs> so so happy that i got it and got it you know right when it came out and bit was able to like really just kind of jump in with both uh with both fee and really enjoy it so yeah i love it it's it's definitely one of my favorites uh if not my favorite there's been so many games on there that i've been really enjoying i mean from which i wouldn't say is necessarily a, a nintendo game but fortnite all the way to zelda uh stardew is a huge one that's got a lot a lot of hours for me yeah <laughs> um yeah i i don't know there's just so many things on it that i really really enjoy you know and and I, I can't be happier. I mean, I could be happier because if a pro came out and had a brighter screen, that was something I actually messaged you because I was yeah recently I was somewhere and I was trying to play it. You're like in like, a car or something. Yeah, I think it was on a, a car lot of sunlight ride. or something like that. Yeah, yeah, I was on a car ride going to a, a wedding a couple of weeks ago, and um, and I was playing it, and I was just like, man, this needs to be brighter. That is one thing; it needs to be brighter because it was very difficult. I was playing Battle Chasers, and there's a lot of dark parts in that game mm-hmm. and it was almost i couldn't see i could almost not see anything when i was playing and i was like oh, this is kind of this kind of ruining difficult. it for it's you ruining for me because yeah. i can't play it um you know and, and our phones are always bright enough so it needs a screen mm-hmm. that can pump out enough light that is on par with maybe like a mobile phone and, and even those sometimes there's times when you can't see them but the the switch screen is definitely definitely dimmer than that and it needs to be bumped up a little bit so whether we want to call it a pro or whatever but if the next iteration of the switch i would like to see a brighter screen um you know, and then there's all their like little quality of life stuff, Bluetooth built in for for wireless headphones and things mm-hmm. like that. But a screen, I think, is a, a very doable thing for them. And and maybe maybe the re- resolution is a little bit better, but that's not even a huge concern for me. Like, there's just some real little tangible things that I think are doable 
that I would like to see in the next iteration. But yeah, none of those things like make or break the switch for you right now, though. No, they don't make yeah. or break. They're just like mm-hmm. quality of life that, oh, this would be better if I could play yeah. it, you know, in direct sunlight and, mm-hmm. and just be sitting out, you know, whatever. But um, yeah, all in all, I am so, so happy. I think it's a wonderful, wonderful little system. And I really hope Nintendo keeps iterating on this system and not just comes out with like the next thing but that this is the platform now this is what they keep building on yeah. and keep like working with maybe for two or three generations and then you know they do whatever else after that but i think they really hit gold with this this format and uh, i'd like to see that keep evolving another couple things that i just thought of too one of the biggest shocks to me because I'm so used to like game load times and like if I was ever going to play, for example, or any game really on my Xbox, it would be an event. I'd have to like set aside a few hours to sit down and play it and wait for everything to load. And yeah. and with the Switch, it's just so easy to pick something up, play it for a few minutes, like, you know, 15 minutes and put it back down. Um, and and I find that that style of playing games works really well for me too, where before it would, I would just binge play for hours mm-hmm. at a time because otherwise I felt like I didn't make any progress where the switch is like, I can do things in smaller iterations and still feel good about playing the game. No. Yeah. I totally but, agree. Yeah. That's and, a good point. Yeah. And I think for, you mentioned breath of the wild, that's still like my favorite game for the, like, I think almost all time until the sequel comes out. Well, I don't know. We'll have to see. <laughs> There yeah. were some rumors about it this week, and I'm trying to avoid them because I don't want like things spoiled for me. So we won't be talking about those in the podcast this week. <laughs> yeah, no. But yeah, yeah. I, I like. I would rather just go in. Well, I mean, I guess technically I still have to beat it, but I yeah, would rather just go do. in fresh. <laughs> I mean, I I feel like essentially I've already beaten it. I, I got one battle left. It's it's like I've gotten the but gist that is, of the game. But that is the battle. You have ah, to I don't finish need it. To, I don't. You need have to finish it. Nah, I got it. I get the game. <laughs> Moving, we'll move on to the second one. You monster. <laughs> well, like I said, sometimes that happens. You get to the yeah. end of something, you're just like, well, I've put 120 hours into this. I might as well just not finish this. <laughs> so I, I don't know what's wrong with me. That That's just something I do. But um, yeah, I, I'm excited for this. I, I'm excited for the next uh, Zelda. And I just, in general, I think we have nothing but fond memories of the Switch. And we just wanted to give it a little shout out, do a little reminiscent for everybody. And hopefully if you if you have experiences, you want to jump on our dispatch and kind of chat with us on March 3rd about that, then yeah, let's do it. We would yeah, love to chat your, with people. Yeah, share your fond memories with us. <laughs> yeah, or, or even jump in and say, okay, you know, we, we this is a topic that we discuss a lot actually, but yeah. what are some other things you want to see with the next iteration of it? I always like to see what people say. Um, and it seems like a lot of them are very similar. You know, we all kind of have mm-hmm. the same concerns, but I, I love just talking about the switch in general. So let's definitely keep that, that conversation going mm-hmm. over on our, uh, on our discord. Now <clears throat> we didn't even mention this. I mean, we mentioned it, I think last week, but we didn't really get into any details because I don't think there was many details announced. There was but, nothing out there really. Yeah. Yeah. There wasn't much yeah. out there like concrete, but we just had Pokemon day 2020. So Pokemon day is celebrated on February 27th and it is celebrating the release of Pokemon red and green in Japan, which was 24 years ago, which is crazy to me. Uh, it, it came out in the US, I think a couple months, maybe a year later. I don't know, but mm-hmm. uh, 24 years. So 
Nintendo celebrates this day as they should, or I guess Pokemon Company celebrates this day as they should. And with it, we tend to see a lot of like little announcements and a little events going on to kind of celebrate the, the day. And some of those were pretty cool, I think. One of them in particular is they had the official release of a new Pokemon movie, new-ish, I guess. And it's yeah. Pokemon Mewtwo Strikes Back Evolution. This came out on Netflix. And if anybody remembers, Pokemon Mewtwo Strikes Back was uh, originally released, I think, in 99. It was animated in the theaters. And I actually saw this in the theaters. I remember I probably went with like my buddy Mike or somebody that I actually played Pokemon. We were the kids that sat in the cafeteria in high school playing Pokemon. We were those cool kids <laughs> at like 17 and 18 <laughs> playing Pokemon. Not not dorky at all, but um so yeah, we probably were also those sort of pseudo adults that went to the theater together and watched this Pokemon <laughs> animated cartoon. But anyway, the the CG this is remade in CGI and it looks really really well done. We were watching the trailers before we got on the podcast and they had a side-by-side uh, -side comparison of all the original animated shots next to all of the CGI remake shots and it looks great. It looks really really good. I'm excited to watch this and I'm I'm actually kind of happy it's on Netflix. So, I want to check yeah. this out for sure. Uh, yeah, I'm super excited for it. It was it a good, looks, it was a good way looks, to kick off. Yeah, it looks really, really well done. I was, I, I think found, so. I found a video on Rotten Tomatoes where they literally took the two trailers next to each other and it is frame by frame the exact same trailer as the original animated version, but it looks so much better. Yeah, it looks <laughs> it's really, so cool. And it's not yeah. like a janky CGI, it, like it, it looks like they, they no, put some time well into done. this. Yeah, yeah, it's well really done. Well done. I, really, good, really good, good quality work from Netflix. And it's not, um, uh, it's not like CGI with real like like Detective Pikachu was. It's all set up to be you know CGI, but I think it I think it's very very well done. So if you are interested if, or if you have fond memories of the original, absolutely check this out because I think people would be into it. I remember I went. I was probably like seven or eight years old. I would be the one, I would be like the kid in the theater looking at the older adults that were 10 years older than me and being like, why are they here? This isn't for them. No, you were probably like, <laughs> wow, they're so cool. I can't yeah. wait to be on a podcast with somebody like that. Abs yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. what I thought. That's what I thought. <laughs> but I just remember, I think it was, this is the first movie I can actually remember seeing in a theater. Um, I'm sure I went before this and saw some Disney movie or something. This is the one I actually remember. And mm -hmm. I think the only reason I remember it is because I was scared of Mewtwo. Mm. So he's scary. He's, yeah. he's even more scary looking in, in he this is. remake. In the trailer, I was like, wow, they really made him spooky. But uh, I'm I'm tempted to watch it now. Yeah. And well, like, Mewtwo's not no be joke. scared of Mewtwo. <laughs> he's he's yeah. no joke. Yeah. So let's move on in more Pokemon news. Zarud was the new mythical Pokemon in Sword and Shield. They announced it this last week. It is a dark grass type rogue monkey Pokemon. Uh, we both saw the sort of um, outline version that they teased. Mm -hmm. And we were both kind of like skeptical. We weren't really sure what it was going to be. But I think we kind of hit the nail on the head with what we guessed it would be. I think we mentioned like werewolf, owl, monkey Pokemon, and that's exactly what it looks like. <laughs> yeah, it actually looks yeah. very similar to what I was hoping its face, you know, because you could have the silhouette that they showed, and mm -hmm. it, the silhouette looked cool. It had a tail, and it had, yeah. so you kind of were like, okay, it does have these monkey, some 
sculpting kind of attributes to it. Its shape but, looked very monkey-like. You knew that was going to be some part of it. But its shape was cool. But that yeah. could also fall apart the second they filled it in, and the, the face could be really weird. <laughs> Once but you I see do the think, face. <laughs> yeah, but I think I think it it looks how I was hoping it would look. It looks it's like a yeah. pretty cool looking Pokemon. I'm glad they went in the direction of like dark grass type as opposed to grass and something else because i feel like the, that coloring could have looked kind of cheesy mm-hmm. but they kind of have this just overall darker looking pokemon and i'm really into it um well so. i mean for me i'm I, i'm always happy because i'm a fire type and i mean grass stands no chance against me so you can come out with all the mythicals you want i'm just gonna <laughs> burn them and it ain't gonna matter but it does look cool so I, and i like its name zarud that's how i say it because it's kind of hardcore yeah. yeah i like it yeah. i like it um, so just to give you a couple details about Zarud. So it grows vines. Zarud. <laughs> Zarud <laughs> grows vines from the back of its neck, wrists, and the soles of its feet whenever it wants to. And it uses the vines to wrap around trees and branches to move and swing around. It can also grab berries from distant branches. And the vines also have healing properties. Uh, they didn't get into too much detail about that, but that seems pretty cool. Um, it lives in a pack deep in the dense forests of Galar and any people or Galar, Galar. I I, I say Galar region. Well, you also say Zarud. Zarud. (laughs) So you, you, I say Zarud and you say Galar. (laughs) Listen, (laughs) don't, that's how I talk. (laughs) I Um, like it. No, it sounds fancier. (laughs) Um, it, it is hostile. So if it's, if you are, you know, wandering through the forest and happen to come across a pack they will attack you instantly it's an angry uh, little elf yeah it is <laughs> that's what it reminds me of yeah every like, time I, every time they said and that's it, why like, i say galar the way i say it ah, galar. I see. Oh. elfin <laughs> it's elvish yeah. <laughs> um so yeah it's only available in pokemon sword and pokemon shield and when it was they haven't announced anything on how you can get zarud it can't be encountered in regular gameplay. That's the only thing that they've said. So we've been trying to like guess how you'd come across it. I, I have no idea. Maybe it's just going to be like a special event that they announce later. I'm not sure. I I think it'll probably be a max raid battle and it'll be available in that. What I'm hoping mm. is that it's not a max raid battle because that seems like a, a weird sort of cop out in order to get yeah. this new mythical. Um, what I'm hoping is there's an act that like you get a new train stop train station and it brings you into some random forest is now accessible. And that's where you can access this Pokemon. I'm hoping it's more like tied in with the the game because that's how the expansions are going to work. You're going to jump yeah. on a train and it's going to bring you to a new region. So I'm, I'm cause this is talking about how it's in the dense forest and blah, blah, blah. Right. I'm hoping it's a, it, it brings you somewhere that you can't typically access until it's made available when this, it's been announced, but it doesn't seem like it's officially released yet. So I'm, I'm kind of hoping we could take the train to it because otherwise, I, I don't know, it, just having it appear in the Max Raid battle seems weird to me just because it is a mythical Pokemon. And I don't it know. It feels like there needs to be a story along with it, not just this yeah. random Pokemon showing up in the game. Yeah. And because I mean, of that, it, I'm thinking maybe even it will be tied in with whatever. I think the first DLC comes out in June. Is that correct? Yeah, but I think I this is going to so. be before that because I, I, well, I don't know, maybe not, yeah. but it seems like this is supposed to be happening sooner than the the DLC, I, but maybe it is tied with, in with it and you just kind of get it when that DLC happens. 
But I also feel like if it was, they would have announced it with. You would think. They do weird stuff, though. So yeah, that's it's true. Hard, hard to say. But yeah. So in addition to that, we do have or at least did because by the time the po- the podcast comes out, it's over. Yeah. But it's currently going on now. Um, there is a Max Raid battle event. Now, this kind of goes against what I was just saying regarding Zarud, but Mewtwo is now available in a Max Raid battle. And the reason I guess I'm okay with this is because these Max Raid battle events are events. They're not like, oh, all of a sudden there's a new Pokemon in your game. They, they feel yeah. like... I don't know. We already know these Pokemon. They're they're not new. They're not like this isn't the first time you're meeting them. Mm-hmm. So Mewtwo is available. In addition to Mewtwo, you get Squirtle, Charmander, and Bulbasaur will be appearing in these Max Raid battles, um, which I think is really, really cool because we couldn't I love Squirtle, have, yeah. yeah. Well, we couldn't even have them before, you mm-hmm. know. So I like when these like this is the way you get them into your game now. Yeah. This this was going until Monday, so that Till tomorrow. In addition to Mewtwo, Squirtle, Charmander, and Bulbasaur, there is Gigantamax versions, which I always love seeing, of <laughs> Grimmsnarl, Kingler, uh, Hatterene, Orbeetle, and Toxicity, which I think I already got, unless they did a new, new version of them, but I'm pretty sure that just came back out. Um, and those will be less uh, frequent than the others that we talked about before. Now, one thing. I want to mention because I did battle Mewtwo. Um, you cannot catch Mewtwo. So in this event, you're literally just going to fight him. If you do defeat him, you get all kinds of great rewards for it. So if you're familiar with the Max Raid battles, you get all kinds of candies and stuff. Well, you get those, but you also get other things that you don't normally get to drop that are going to help boost your Pokemon. Do you get Moo um, Moo cheese? What? <laughs> You get moo. There's like an ingredient you can get in the game called moo moo cheese. Oh, it should be, and it makes your curry like super good. That would be. It it should be Mewtwo cheese. Ew! Ew. No, that sounds gross. gross. Yeah, we don't want Mewtwo. I take that back. I don't want Mewtwo cheese. (laughs) I take that back. We don't need Mewtwo cheese. Forget I even said that. Yeah. Um, But anyway, so you you can't catch him. I tried. It cannot. I honestly, I don't even know how people are beating him because he's so so strong. Um, But there seems like it is happening occasionally. But it's funny because a lot of people have been saying, you know, all these max raid battles are too easy. I'm able to just win. Blah blah blah. And now a lot of people are like, oh my god, Mewtwo's unbeatable. This is ridiculous. He's so he's so hard. So we need something somewhere. In between there, I guess. I don't think so. It's Mewtwo, guys. It should be he's, hard. He's insane. It should yeah. be extremely difficult. It yeah. should be very difficult to beat. Yeah. Um, and he is, and he, he absolutely is. He he'll like one shot your whole team with one I of love, his attacks. I love that they timed this up with the movie coming out yeah. on Netflix. It, yeah, it's it so smart. good that they did that. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm gonna jump in because I still have to get Squirtle. I already have a Charmander and my Charizard and stuff, so I'm not super worried about that. But I don't have Squirtle and Bulbasaur, so I want to get those on my team. And I'd yeah. like to get some of these Gigantamax. I really like having Gigantamax uh, uh, Pokemon. So if I if that's an option, I prefer that over just the regular. I'm gonna hop in and try to get Squirtle, Charmander, and Bulbasaur just because they're like the OGs. Yeah, you got to have them. Yeah. So I haven't been in a while, so we'll see how that goes. (laughs) Yeah. No, it was fine. I I did some. It was uh, it's been working great. I actually had some trade. I had somebody reach out to me, uh, one of my friends, and he had a freebus, which I've been trying to get for a long time. And he said, look, I I want to evolve it. The only way I can evolve it is to trade it and then trade it back. I don't want to just do that with somebody random 
would, would you jump on and trade with me? I said, yeah, not a, not a problem. So he traded it to me. I traded it back. It evolved. And, uh, and it was in, and as payment, he gave me a freebus as well, which I couldn't catch before because I couldn't find one. And it's, oh, nice. it's, yeah, he had been, he had been raising them and, and sort of like, it, it's not a hundred percent specced out, but it's very, very close. So it's just a little bit cool. of stuff. And then I can have the IVs all set to the best qualities, but, um, I'll probably end up trading that to you so that you can trade it back and you'll get both of the Pokedex entries for freebus and its evolution i can't think of the name of it right now but um you'll get the both of the pokedex entries for that and then it'll evolve nice i'm game (laughs) straight away (laughs) yeah so yeah there's uh there you go max rate battles yeah so our last little bit of pokemon news until i believe the end um so pokemon 2020 the international challenge took place this last week from february 27th to march 1st I guess it ends today. Yes, the day of recording. Um, So people who aren't familiar with the International Challenge, the top competitors earn points towards getting invited into the Pokemon World Championship. Um, For this specific challenge that happened, they basically said anybody who participates in even just as little as one battle can win a ball guy t-shirt for their sword and shield shield character to wear. Um, So... I saw they they tweeted a picture of it on Twitter. It was kind of cute. It was just like a red and white shirt with a little ball guy face on it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so if you participated and did at least one battle, you should get one. But yeah, I'm, I'm bummed because I, I missed yeah. out on the registration for this. And that's part of the problem. I mean, sometimes these things happen and you just it's hard to keep your finger on every single yeah. little thing that's happening. And sometimes There's a the lot Pokemon that's going on. There is, but it's yeah. sometimes the Pokemon stuff seems to just pop up like the day before and be like, yeah. Oh, we're doing a challenge or we're doing this. And it, or I just it seems that way anyway. And uh I missed this February twenty seventh window. So unfortunately I mm-hmm. would have jumped in and I would have played this because I w- would like to get a t shirt if possible, but I missed this one, so unfortunately. Next time. Next Next time. time. We'll have to really keep our eyes peeled for it. (laughs) Next Pokemon Day, maybe I'll get something out of it. (laughs) Yeah. Now, moving away from Pokemon, we do have other news, believe it or not. And we're going to start. We have Nintendo news, too. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And uh, this one, we we announced or we discussed the the 10 cent Nintendo Switch, uh, I don't know, a couple months back, I think it was when that was released. And Mm -hmm. right now, consumers have a huge complaint regarding the false advertising that 10 cent put out there. The complaint is going on the, the fact that even though this has been two months, there's still only one game on this version of the Switch. They still only have new Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe. And while that may be a fantastic game, most of these people probably already beat it in two months. If that's the only game you got, you got to give yeah. them a little bit more. They're very angry at the fact that they've only gotten one game in the two months since it's come out. And they're very angry at the fact that the online services for the system just don't work um they they don't even exist (laughs) basically they don't even exist the 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 people there still can't access um nintendo eShop services outside of china so they can't get anything else other than this one game because they can't even reach out beyond china and they can't play any other players beyond who are playing in china um tencent has not even responded they're they're very quiet on these complaints they're not saying anything and Hopefully this changes. Um, 
they're saying that maybe they're going to say something because they have a consumer rights day is coming up March 15th in China. So maybe there'll be some sort of acknowledgement of the problem or, you know, but this is China. It's sort of a walled garden. And unfortunately, this is the problem in, you know, dealing with China. Hopefully this doesn't affect Nintendo negatively because I don't think it really has anything to do with them. I'm, I'm sure Nintendo would love to give them the same experience as everybody else has. But unfortunately, Tencent needs to step up or figure something out because one game is ridiculous. They they need this, to do more. This has got to be negatively affecting Nintendo in itself as well. Well, that's what I'm because, saying. I hope it isn't because I, I, I don't think it's a Nintendo problem. It's not their fault. But it's a Nintendo Switch. And I have a feeling that there's probably going to be some kind of friction between Tencent and Nintendo because nothing has happened. Yeah, that's and, probably true. I mean, Nintendo prides itself in its product, so it wants their consumers to be happy with the product. It wants them to enjoy it, and right now they can't really do anything with it. So, well, not even the products. They pride themselves on the experience. I mean, to them, that's the well, whole true, thing. Yeah, you yeah, know, the, they are they are always talk about the experience and, you yeah. know, the the family and the gameplay. And, and right now, people aren't having that. And, uh, There's and no yeah, gameplay. you're probably right. <laughs> even, though, even though, you know, N- Nintendo's not probably at fault here um i'm sure it's gonna people are gonna say it is it's funny and this is off topic but um you know it goes hand in hand with the idea because as we've said many times the coronavirus is is kind of spreading it's taking effect all over the the world at this point Mm -hmm. corona the beer is seeing sales drastically drop just because the name recognition just because it's affiliated with the same name oh, really yeah the hmm. the sales on the beer is dropping because people don't want to deal with corona and uh so it's that kind of silly mindset where this would i could see this in easily affecting nintendo just because it says nintendo even though nobody knows you know that it has nothing to do with them really um yeah so i guess we'll find out Ho- hopefully me- nintendo can get something fixed here that makes me wonder if tencent will almost use the coronavirus as an excuse being like, oh I, yeah, well, because I, of this, we couldn't work on our game. I mean, they could. I mean, that is a legitimate reason reason for some places, and maybe this is a real reason for them. But I have a suspicion that that will come up. <laughs> I think it's, it, and it may not even necessarily be Tencent as as at fault, but I I would say mm-hmm. the bigger issue is that it's China, and yeah. the government just doesn't want you know internet there is very difficult, and having this sort of control over information is is obviously very prevalent. So I don't know if yeah. any if any of our listeners happen to know more about this, you know, feel free to shoot us a message. But um, I feel bad for the consumers there. I feel bad for the people that bought their switch and were excited about it and only have one game to to play. So hopefully it yeah. gets sorted out. Oh, uh, boy. All right, in more bad news, so we're kind of on a bad news train here. Many people would know the Konami code, or at least many people of a certain age, I guess, know the Konami code. Um, Unfortunately, its creator has passed away. The developer of the Famicom port Gradius or Gradius had created this code because he had said that the game was just so difficult he couldn't get any further in it and he needed to be able to see more of the game. So he had to put a code in in order to basically play it. To test uh, it, yeah. Yeah, to test it to mm-hmm. test it out. Um, and that code, as many people know, is up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B, A, start. Now, I know the code primarily from Contra. This actually worked its way. It became the Konami code because it worked its way into other games. For 
Gradius or Gradius, it was in there uh, by mistake. It wasn't supposed to still be in there. And then they just kind of were like, well, we're going to leave it because if there's another port or if anything comes out after, it could end up ruining, you know, breaking the game. So we, we just don't want to mess with it. Um, then they started putting it on purpose. So games like Contra had it in there and, and others, both Konami and non-Konami titles had this this code. And it eventually became the most famous cheat code of all time. Now, I remember it slightly different. I remember up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, BA, select start, because I used to play Contra on two-player. In order to do it, the, the select start wasn't necessarily part of the code, but you had to do that in order to get to the two-player section on the menu, and then both players got 30 lives. So hmm. I know this code. I remember this code. It's it's. It's just a it's a famous world, you know, code, and it's one of the, like the only ones I still know and can remember. So unfortunately, uh, Kazuhisa, I believe I'm probably massacring that name. Hashimoto, the creator, has passed away. Well, I have some I have some lighter news. <laughs> <laughs> what was the what was the so, <laughs> just letting it I didn't know how in. to yeah I didn't know <laughs> a moment of silence I didn't know how to transition from that because it's kind of sad it is it's sad like, it is it was, but you know yeah, it was a it's good like run. a cultural it's like like a thing in game culture now at this point and besides yeah. the contra code the only one I know of know of the only cheat code I know of being as popular is the rosebud from the sims <laughs> mm-hmm. and yeah. that's it but no it is it's sad yeah. it's, it's you know pop culture <laughs> It sucks, but yeah. I have some some lighter news to kind of uplift it a little bit. <laughs> so this is a tale of customer service done well by Nintendo. They're they're known for good customer service, customer support. Um, so the story goes: there is a 95 year old woman who loved game her original Game Boy. Uh, she had gone through three of them just playing Tetris. <laughs> she loved it. Oh, wow. um, yeah, so she was on her third Game Boy. And because, you know, they stopped making it years ago, they don't have any parts for it anymore. There's no real like original ones out there. If they are, they're super expensive. And so she was kind of like, you know, at a loss. She also fell ill and was like also bummed because she couldn't play her game, but she couldn't play Tetris anymore. And her son, her grandson, sorry, was urging her to contact Nintendo because he knows that they're known for their customer service. He said, just reach out to them, see if you know, maybe they'll have parts in some warehouse somewhere. Maybe they'll have like an old refurbished one that they can take, send you something. Mm-hmm. So she contacted them, told them, you know, what was going on. They responded by going into their warehouse of however many original unpackaged original Game Boys they have, <laughs> which I'm sure is a very limited number. They sent her a brand new Game Boy and a letter wishing that she'd have many more years to play Tetris. Um, so sadly, she, well, not really sadly, but she had at least four years before she passed away at the age of 99. So um, she was able to play for a couple more years um, with, and, and she passed away with an impressive Tetris high score. They didn't include what the high score was in the article, but I can imagine that it was probably pretty crazy considering she played it for so long and three Game Boys worth, but um, I thought that was just kind of a sweet story and and good on Nintendo to send her a fresh new Game Boy. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. I yeah. mean, that's that's one of those things you always hear, you know, you, you hear like the horror stories about a company kind of being cold and mm-hmm. just saying, well, you know, can't be fixed. You know, you had a good mm-hmm. run. So good luck. Get a get a <laughs> new one. And in this case, they really went above and beyond. I think it's. Yeah. Um, it's a it's a really nice story. So yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. And I would imagine that she was amazing at Tetris. At least by that point, I I would hope. 
I would hope she was pretty good. Yeah, at. and and imagine like on the original screen, that screen was not great. <laughs> I no. can't imagine the glasses that she needed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, not a, not a good system, but no. um, that's that's really just cute. I I imagine this seeing this this lady sitting there playing her Game Boy for hours yeah. on end, and um, yeah, really really cool. Good on they Nintendo should, for taking. They care should of it. come out with the the Tetris game on the Switch. They should come out with like a theme that's like based on the original game. And well, they name did, it after her. They had oh yeah, that'd be kind of cool. That would they be had really a cool. um for the what is it, Tetris ninety nine, I think they had yeah, an event where you got a skin and it and it kind of like converted it to the classic one. You'd, we'd have to confirm with Mots on that, but I, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm almost pos- positive that they did for like a day or it was one of the uh, the competitions. Like mm-hmm. if you had played in, got to like, I don't know, 100 points or however those competitions worked for Tetris 99, they did have a skin that kind of made it look like the older uh, Tetris, I believe. Oh, they should just make that a permanent thing and people can just buy it and name it after her. Yeah, that would be cool. <laughs> that would be so cool. Yeah. Um, now, something else that it, this is funny. We we kind of just mentioned this a little while back when we were talking about the Atari Hotel. Yeah. There is going to be a limited time Nintendo Switch suite. Uh, this is going to be Nintendo of Canada is working with Hotel X Toronto to come out with this Nintendo suite. So the idea is that it's going to be for limited, very limited run, I should say, from March 11th to the 26th. The presidential suite at Hotel X Toronto is going to become the Nintendo Switch suite. And it's being described as an immersive bookable experience designed for social gaming with friends on the Nintendo Switch and Nintendo Switch Lite systems. Guests will be able to choose from more than 50 popular uh, Nintendo Switch games, including Smash Brothers, Fortnite, Zelda, and a bunch of like uh, Canadian indies and things like that, which is funny because Zelda is definitely not a, like a multiplayer game (laughs) yeah you play that by yourself so everybody can come over and and watch you play it um some people like that (laughs) yeah sure consumers will be able to book a stay at the nintendo switch suite which includes all access but it includes access from 3 p.m to 11 p.m so that's only eight hours you're not I guess staying there, um, and it costs five hundred dollars. Now I know that that seems like a lot, you know, especially for only eight hours. Um, but it's important to say that this actually is a charity event. So all the proceeds from booking will go towards the Starlight Children's Foundation, who has a mission to spread joy to sick kids across the country. So I think uh, while it does seem like a lot. It's important to remember that this is for a charity, and it's funny yeah. because I was seeing some comments on a few of the the, the site that we were looking at, and we we got one of these articles from, um, and they were all like, "That's a ripoff." One one in particular said, "That's a ripoff." The the charities should be ashamed of themselves, and that that really gets under my skin. That really kind of <laughs> that really kind of pissed me off. And the reason I say that is because it's a charity. The, the idea of charity is that you were supposed to give whatever give means to you with no you know idea no 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 anticipation of getting something in return other than the satisfaction that you're helping others and the fact that you feel ripped off because this is only eight hours at a suite that's got Nintendo and you're gonna have fun and you're gonna play games you you sound like an idiot and 
um, I think it's really important to just remember the fact that you should be okay with giving money and not expect anything in return. And the fact that you're giving $500 to have this, essentially this experience that's probably very limited and if not once in a lifetime to be able to just have fun, you know, presumably bring in your friends and I don't know, maybe you can have 10 people there. So it's whatever, you know, it's not going to cost you anything. You get 10 people to go, you bring some pizza, you have some drinks and you have a good time playing games for eight hours. And then you, you take off and let somebody else have fun. I think that's the experience. That's the point of this. Um, so I would really be interested to see some pictures from it. I went to look on the site to see like how many guests it like, can you only have two people? Can you have more? You know, can you make it kind of a party night? Mm -hmm. And they didn't really specify yet. You have to contact them to get the information. So it would be cool to see. I would like to hear more and I would like to see some, uh, some information on this, but I thought it sounded really cool. Uh, I think it's a, it's a really neat idea. And I, I think it's, it's a really smart way to do a charity event. I agree. And I will say that having it only available from 3 p.m. to 11 p.m., that's only eight hours. I feel like they could do it longer. They could do like an overnight thing. And I feel like it would be more appealing for, say, teenagers birthday party or something Mm -hmm. um, where, you know, it could be like, you know, a couple 16 year olds hanging out in hotel room overnight playing video games. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, I could definitely see that happening. And then I mean, I know when I was younger, I did like a bowling birthday party, except instead of gifts, I had people bring things to donate to the Humane Society. It's a similar idea. So maybe instead of gifts, they bring like, you know, $40 to donate. And then it's like, I don't know, it's charity people. Come on, don't be mad. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm, I, I'm confused by the eight hours as well, because yeah. I don't know, you know, is it that you're maybe they have to have a security there. So they're paying somebody to sit there and watch the switch because now you got stuff that's, you know, you could have it essentially get taken. Right. You could mm-hmm. have somebody take the stuff. So um, I, I don't know. I don't understand why for only eight hours. But in the end, it's it's for a great cause. So I'm all for it. Maybe after 11 p.m. is like quiet time in the hotel. So they don't yeah. want crazy that, gamers waking people up. <laughs> yeah, that could be, yeah. too. But so now I guess we can close it off with our accessories slash products news and our last little bit of Pokemon news. So Pokemon Day was celebrated by Power A, which we know creates like game controllers and Nintendo Switch accessories um, with a limited edition Master Ball Switch controller. Uh, So it's officially licensed as two year limited warranty. It's wireless with batteries and up to 30 hours of gameplay. And it looks like what you would expect a, a Switch controller based on a Master Ball to look like. It's like purple and has the little pink things on the corners and a big black line going through it. It looks it looks okay. Uh, it's available for $50 on Amazon right now, but it's also limited edition, so it's while supplies last. If this is something you really want to get, you're going to have to hop on really quick and, and pick it up before it's all gone. Yeah, uh, it, it's different. You yeah. know, I, I don't love the style but if you're a huge pokemon player i think yeah you've gotten this is the same brand controller that you have i believe i think um, so yep so you know and you seem to like that controller it's a good alternative to the pro controller mm-hmm. so i think it's cool and this one's actually battery so it's you get the wireless functionality of it but uh yeah very very cool yeah and that that does it for our big news this week so now we get to move on to our game section so these are the top 10 best sellers of the week in first place we have doom 3 second place is animal crossing pre-purchase third is doom fourth doom 2 fifth unravel 2 sixth sonic mania seventh just dance 2020 
eighth, Dragon Ball Fighter Z. In ninth place, we have Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle. And then tenth place is Stardew Valley. So a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of doom happening in the top yeah. ten this week. <laughs> Been a lot of big sales. I think yeah. you can get all three of those for like six dollars right now. Total. Not bad. No, that's if great. you're a Doom fan, pick those up. I guess maybe the sale will be over by the time this comes out. I don't know, but <laughs> but I was I was tempted to grab them as well, just because even though I don't have the time to play those those games, um, I mean I'm kind of tempted just because the sale is so crazy, like six bucks to get three games that are pretty you know very well received, very popular. It's pretty exciting. And I mean, they're um, good go-to, like... Just something to have. It's just, yeah, just like rage games. If you're in a bad mood, just pop that on real quick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Then you can yeah. switch up. You can... We got Animal Crossing coming out, you know, I guess this month when the podcast comes out. So you can yeah. have your Doom fix and then you pop in some Animal Crossing when you go to bed and kind of chill out and relax. Get your cute fix. <laughs> yeah, collecting apples or whatever you get. And Animals. then uh, you could have your fix there, so... <laughs> yeah. Doom and then Animal Crossing. Uh, so that gets us to new releases that oh, we're into yet. for the week. Not yet. Um. <laughs> we have a couple other new games that are in the top 30 that I don't want to skip over. Uh, on the 13th, uh, in 13th place was Mega Man Zero ZX Legacy Collection. And then on the 17th was, uh, this didn't really surprise me too much, but Devil May Cry 3 Special Edition. So that did make it up to the top 30. Nice. Now we can move on. <laughs> All right. Now we're going to move on to new releases that we're into yes. this week. And the first one up, we both have checked. So go ahead. What is that game? So the first one I checked is called Ib and Ob. This came out quite a few years ago on um, Steam, and it's been available on PlayStation for a while. It's a two-player cooperative game. It's basically you're in a puzzle world where gravity goes both up and down. It's local couch co-op match or matchup online there's 15 levels filled with double gravity puzzles and you can discover eight hidden worlds Mm. um yeah so i watched a trailer for this and the first thing that struck me was the music it was great so all the levels have their own unique music composed by kettle known for his warm melodic electronica which i am into the art style i like too it's very simple flat vector kind of graphics with just gradients it's it's very simple it's very cute and all the reviews are very positive on Steam. Now, I will say it's it's in the eShop regularly for $15. It's right now on sale for $13. But on Steam, they have it set up so um, you can get two copies for $14. So you have one for you and one for a friend, hmm. which I think is brilliant, which made me wonder, you know, there's a couple ways that Switch could do this. They could go the route of Wolfenstein, make the price maybe half of what it is right now, and then just have it for two people. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you want um, a friend to pop in and play, they just have to download it and they can play that. Uh, which I don't know that that it's a co-op game. You need to have two players, <laughs> yeah. so it makes sense to have the two versions of the game. But um, other than the price, it looks great. I don't know if I will personally pick it up, even on sale for thirteen. That seems kind of high for this, especially since it's been out for so long. But mm-hmm. I mean, it's got us that that switch tax, so. Yeah, I think yeah. that I would pick this up for five bucks. You know, if you had it for five and then you, you whoever you wanted to play with got it for five, then you're at least still getting both for a limited price. You know, it's still yeah. less than what you would expect. 15 is way too high for me for this game at, at how long it's been out. But it does look like a really, really well done co-op game. And we've actually seen um, 
one of the video, the YouTubers that we follow, Co-op Mode, they've played this a while back, and like seven it cool. years ago. <laughs> yeah, and it yeah. looked good. You know, it looked fine. It was it was a cute co-op game. So I think it it's really well done, but it's just too expensive. They need a a, a bigger sale than than just two dollars off its regular price for me to to mm-hmm. jump on this. It, now, it kind of it kind of reminded me of a very mellow game like um lovers in a dangerous space time but a very mellow laid-back version of that mm-hmm. yeah i mean it's got a different style it, so. too very yes, very different but, gameplay but style. that kind of like cute sort of look and and feel and and kind of attitude the game has but much more calm down <laughs> yeah yeah. Now, the other one I have for March 5th is Murder by Numbers. Now, this one's outside of what I typically go for, but I kind of remember this being announced in one of the Nindy Directs, I think. I, I remember seeing I vaguely this. remember it, too. Now, this one kind of reminds me of Phoenix Wright in its sort of art style. It's sort of animated with, like, the stills and then the type pops up, but it's a puzzle game. Basically, you solve pixel puzzles to find clues of a murder that happened and you're kind of working yourself around you're like a tv detective show and you kind of happen onto the actual crime and you're trying to investigate and figure things out i it looks different i like the idea of it a lot and i want to check it out um so we'll see i like at the very bottom of the description on the nintendo say it says 90s fashion upbeat jams sass dialed up to 100 (laughs) questionable (laughs) jokes drag queens all that and more awaits in murder by numbers now if that doesn't say michael <laughs> then i just don't know what does and i want sass turned up to 100 so i i have this one checked i want to wait till maybe a sale it is on sale it's 15 dollars regular but it's going on sale for 1350 um but maybe like a five dollar you know if they do a 50 percent or a 60 percent off i think i would pick this up because i i like the idea of it and it looks kind of fun i like these sort of weird pixel uh, puzzles that they have on there to kind of solve the crimes. So I would check it out. And I like the style of it. I like the kind of 90s, 90s fashions that they're talking about. And I'm I'm always down for upbeat jams. So <laughs> I'm in. I was just going to say, I was like, and you like upbeat jams. <laughs> I do. I love, I love all of this. <laughs> so the last one, I guess I want to talk a little bit about, I, I'm not necessarily, I'm not going to get it. I'm just going to keep an eye on it because I find it interesting is on March 6th, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon L Rescue Team DX comes out. Um, and the reason, the big reason I checked it is because it's labeled for $60, and that shocked me because this game does not look like it's $60. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of the art style. It's kind of like Pokemon, but dungeon crawler turn-based battle system. And because of that, just watching the trailer, I'm like, this feels like a mobile game. Why isn't this a mobile game? It would have done so well. It reminded me a lot of uh, Dragalia Lost in a way, except Pokemon. And I was that's that's perfect. I feel like that's kind of missing in the mobile market for Nintendo and Pokemon in general. So sixty dollars shocked me, and that's kind of why I wanted to to mention it a little bit, which is because it seems so high. But curious to see how this will perform. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you should try the demo. You should definitely try the demo of this if you are even slightly interested in it. I I will say that the art style turned me off in the stills that they show. But when you play Mm -hmm. the demo, it's not as big of a factor. It's kind of fine. It looks fine. Um, For $60, it's extremely overpriced, at least what I got from the demo. It is a mobile game. I would absolutely say it plays like it could have been a mobile game. Mm -hmm. It's the style of it would have worked fine on mobile 
uh, it's just not the, the gameplay of it is not that fun. I started the demo and was kind of like, man, it's just not, I'm not that interested in this. I, yeah. I don't need, like, I'm a big Pokemon fan, but I don't need a million Pokemon games. I like the Pokemon game. Like the I don't main, need the main all, story Yeah, games. I like the core yeah. Pokemon games. I don't need all of this other stuff. There's just no appeal to me. Uh, but this, this could, you know, this is obviously a remake of an old version of this game. And, um, I think that's going to appeal to people that, that remember the old mystery dungeon rescue team games, whatever they were called. And that's just not me. It wasn't something I ever played and $60 Mm -hmm. seems extremely overpriced for what this is. But I don't know if somebody feels differently, shoot us a, shoot us a message on discord i guess and and argue your case but for us it's just not for for me anyway you should definitely try the demo if you have any interest in it and you could at least see the art style in action because i don't think it's as bad as the stills make it seem but overall it's just kind of well i even watched the trailer for it and that to me it i didn't think it seemed like a mobile game until i watched the trailer yeah, it, for me, it yeah. feels like a Flash game. Like, it's something mm, I yeah, could have seen. Yeah. Like, it's very Flash. You know, the, no, there's not a lot of animation. It's kind of like, I don't know. It's like a it's like a still image of a Pokemon that's got, you know, you like it'll shake to show that it's, it's, it's excited or something like that. It's just not very interesting. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'll keep my eye on it. I don't know if I'll spend time on a demo because I won there's so many other games to play which kind of leads us into what you've been playing (laughs) yeah so for me I'll go first because it's the usual I'm not playing Mm -hmm. anything crazy I pop in Fortnite if I want something real quick and I've been playing battle chasers when I'm just trying to beat Mm -hmm. um so nothing really really worth talking about at the moment how is the new Fortnite season been going I'm enjoying it. I really, yeah. really like it a lot. Uh, we haven't really talked about it too much, but it's mm-hmm. based around like the idea of sort of, I would say, James Bond type spy stuff. There's, It's really changed quite a bit for this season, the way they're doing it, the way they handle the challenges. You, As you progress, you unlocked, uh, I think there's five or six new spy characters, and you can choose a side for each character, whether it's Ghost or Shadow, and that def- decides on how they look depending on what side you pick once you unlock them. They added a new character that um, you you can play as that skin. And then as you unlock them, they you can customize it. So you can add tattoos and hats and this and that. So everybody that plays that character theoretically can have a different looking version of that character. So I thought that was really, really cool. I'd like to see that a little bit more. And they have sort of mini games built in, almost like single player games. So you, you drop oh, cool. into a map and there's four or five different hideouts of di- like different spy organizations within this, this map now. And That's cool. Yeah. And you'll jump in and there's henchmen there. So they walk around and if they sense you, a question mark will pop up. And then if they see you, an exclamation mark pops up and you can, you can shoot them and you can take them out and then they're crawling around. And if you run up to them and interrogate them, um, you pull like this smartphone out of their pocket and it highlights for a short time, all of the chests and things that are in the hideout. And then you can, Mm. you can, you know, kill them and then get mm-hmm. their guns and stuff. And even though there's henchmen, there's also boss battles. And when you take out the boss, they give you like a key card to a vault. And in the vault is like legendary, you know, guns and stuff that you would use mm-hmm. in the match. But it's really, really cool. It's I, I like sort of this boss battle built into the game and this sort of like solo aspect of it. And I would like to see more of that, actually. I would, you know, I know Fortnite started as uh 
I, don't, I can't even think of the name of it now, but Fortnite started as a, I guess, I think it was called Fortnite. And then now this is just sort of adopted the, you know, the actual name Fortnite, but that was a solo single player campaign, which I never even got to play. I always just played the, the, you know, battle battle Royale one. Yeah. yeah I've always played the battle Royale version of it, mm-hmm. but um, I would like to see more of, of this sort of interesting, I guess, solo side of it too, single player side of it kind of, become more regular but yeah. all in all i'm really enjoying it i think it's it's kind of fun and it's different the way they're they're doing this season so i'm all for it yeah from the trailer i thought it reminded me a lot of the incredibles the the pixar movie mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which i i love that the those movies are great but like it's kind of like that old spy sort of secret agent sort of movie style it's very cool i like yeah, it it's a lot and, and it like seems that. like they're doing a lot in this one compared to other ones like just very different yeah, it's very different and yeah. um, it, it, fresh it still and has exciting. the core game, but yeah, there, you can mix it up yeah. a little bit. You can drop in and, you know, my a lot of the times what I'm doing now is I drop in and, and I don't have any goal to fight other people. I'm just trying to like unlock stuff in these uh, like hideouts. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think that's it's really, really interesting how they're kind of working that in. Well, I've been playing pretty much the same as I did last week. Still playing Mario Odyssey. I got to the the city map, which is very mm. cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't love it when it was raining, <laughs> but I got past like that boss battle, which took me a couple tries. That like salam not salamander, what's it called? Like caterpillar thing. Mm-hmm. Um, got past that, and now I'm actually enjoying it. But, nice. Yeah. I love finding all the little tiny hidden things in this game. It's so so much fun just to like explore and adventure around and poke around. But yeah, pretty still rewarding. liking it. Yeah, yep, great. It's still, it's it's no Breath of the Wild still, but right, I'm enjoying well. it. <laughs> well, they're very very different games, and that's why yeah. I think you know they they're cons- arguably like the two heavy hitters. Sometimes mm-hmm. you like both, and and but between the two of them, you kind of get a pretty diverse. You know, you got either Breath of the Wild, which is its own thing, and then you got mario odyssey which is a very different thing and mm-hmm. it's a good good two different sides of the spectrum now mario odyssey came out with the switch correct no it came out after oh okay no, what I game came out with the switch zelda oh okay all right yeah. well happy that birthday came out zelda the, <laughs> yeah that <laughs> or, came out with the switch and um i think mario odyssey was i want to say six months maybe a little bit more it was, it was a few months after Oh, okay. Yeah, there was All a dry right. spell in there where there wasn't a whole lot that kind of there was there was stuff, but just not you know heavy hitters. And and then Mario mm-hmm. came out, and then it just the floodgates started opening up. Now we get games around the clock. Luckily, it wasn't as much of a dry spell as what's happening in China, unfortunately. But hopefully, that's fixed soon. Yeah, yeah we'll keep our absolutely. fingers crossed. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's it. That's another episode. Um, If you want, you are more than welcome to write us. You head over to NintendoDispatch.com. Go to contact page. We have our email in there. If you'd like to watch us when we occasionally stream on Twitch, you can go to twitch.com or twitch.tv forward slash Nintendo Dispatch. And you can chat with us at any time. You go to Twitter at Dispatch Podcast or Discord. Our info is on the website. Uh, Thank you once again for listening to the Dispatch. We are always happy to have people here and feel free to chat with us whenever you like. And this has been your Nintendo Dispatch.